the Big Apple's in big trouble as indestructible psycho fiend Jason Voorhees hits the road to New York City and paints the town red. After a shocking return from beyond the grave, the diabolical Jason ships out aboard a teen-filled love boat bound for New York, which he soon transforms into the ultimate voyage of the damned. Then one of his terrified victims escapes into the nightmarish maze of Manhattan's subways and sewers, only to confront Jason one final time. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the B-Movie Bros. Here are B-Movies to the best of our abilities. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So this week we are continuing through our, you know, uh, cult classic month for October with our worst of the series edition. Uh, we, we pulled Twitter and the, uh, the poll came in. The worst Friday the 13th movie, according to our, uh, our Twitterites, is uh, part eight, Jason Takes Manhattan, which... Totally took me by surprise. Yeah, I was expecting either um, Jason Goes to Hell or Jason X to win, but man, Jason takes Manhattan. Well, people have spoken. So here we go. Let's uh, let's dive right into this shit with uh, Jason Takes Manhattan from 1989. Yep. You heard what the back of the box had to say. Uh, technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Do you think we should start with the good or the bad? Um, let's start with the good and all the good we can possibly find from this movie. All right, the positives. Uh, for me, number three. This film takes place mostly on a boat, taking away any chance of the people on board have of just driving away from the camp, which really, like, everybody should have done, like, in the last eight movies. But, you know, it, it takes that factor out of it and actually adds a, a little bit of a, a better scenery to it. And it changes things up. Yeah, definitely makes it different. Number two, Jason, the unstoppable, undrownable man-child who always finds great ways to kill people. In this movie, we have ways such as Guitar, harpoon, electrical console, hypodermic needle through the spine, and literally knocking people's heads off. Sure, there were a couple others, but that's just a couple of the examples. The best ones. Number one, the best character in the movie is Julius, and he has this grand idea of actually arming the group of survivors and hunting down Jason to, you know, kill him once and for all. Even if it does lead to their ultimate demise... It's kind of the smartest thing that I've seen anyone do in a slasher film in a very long time. So that was very refreshing for me. And, you know, Julius all around is a pretty cool guy. Definitely. All right. So number three, even on a boat, there's still that creepy dude in every horror movie that goes, you're doomed. Everyone's going to die. And I'm glad that they didn't leave him out, even though they were overseas. Number two. Jason, I feel, was truly the hero that New York needed. He stops a rape by a bunch of drug-addicted criminals. He kicks a boombox playing crappy 80s rap music and scares a bunch of punks just by taking his mask off. And he attempts to stop the drug epidemic by murdering some teens using cocaine. Forget building a wall. We can see Jason Voorhees working board of security. That'll solve all of America's problems. I mean, seriously, just just drain camp, just drain Crystal Lake, build a trench at the border, pour all the Crystal Lake water in there, bam, instant security. Drain the swamp of of Camp Crystal Lake. And number one, like you said, the best character in the entire film and possibly all of the Friday the 13th films is Julius. This dude was not only smart enough, like you said, to actually pack a gun and like arm everybody against Jason Jason but unlike 99% of characters in the franchise but in his final confrontation with Jason the nearly invincible supernatural killer he just starts boxing him 
He's punching him left and right. He gets some good hits, too, until he finally gets tired out and gets his head, head literally punched off. A great death and a noble effort. Other than Corey Feldman, who actually succeeded in killing G- Jason briefly before the guy replaced his character, like uh, revived him two movies later, Julius is probably the most badass character in the entire series. You will live in infamy. R.I.P. Brave Soldier. So I guess now it's time for the uh, for the bottom three. So for me, number three, which I'm sure is the reason that this got voted worst uh, Friday the 13th movie. Um, but it only ranks number three for me. Uh, the majority of this film takes place on a boat. And for a film called Jason Takes Manhattan, not nearly enough of the time is spent in Manhattan. And even when they are in Manhattan, most of the time is spent in alleyways, underground, in the subway, in a, you know, fucking sewer. It doesn't really showcase Manhattan at all. You could have just... Jason takes Cleveland. Jason takes Pittsburgh. Jason takes... Uh, Toronto, like just, just Jason takes insert city here because we don't even fucking care what city it is. We're just going to put shit here and, and that's it. Number two, most of the deaths on the boat happen off screen. And for a slasher film, that's just very disappointing. Like you want to see blood, you want to see gore, you want to see like the death, not like him doing something and somebody like throwing a handful of blood at the camera from off screen. Like not cool guys. Not at all. Number one, the reveal of Jason's face at the end of the movie. Oh, my fuck. Like, he looks like a wilted pumpkin. Like, one of those jack-o'-lanterns that has been left out for months past Halloween that a squirrel starts to eat and then gets drunk off of and has since stopped eating only for it to rot for another month or two before you actually throw the fucker away. That is what Jason's face looks like. And it just, for this epitome of evil and destruction... And like, you know, sex teen killing motherfuckness. He looks so unintimidating. Like, come on, guys. You couldn't have come up with anything scarier. Like, like, goddamn fucking Scorpion from Mortal Kombat was scarier. And he was just a fucking skull. Like, uh. and it's it's extra disappointing when you consider that they've actually shown Jason's face before. And for some reason, they went with this model, which was. Yeah, it looked like a cheap um, Halloween costume. I was very disappointed. So there you have it, my bottom three. All right, number three. The majority of the film, like you said, takes place on a fucking boat headed to New York. Even though it's called Jason Takes Manhattan, only part of it takes place in Manhattan, like the last like 30 minutes, maybe. I understand this was due to budgetary restrictions and has actually been acknowledged by director Rob Heaton. However, it's impossible not to be disappointed by what this film could have been. Speaking of which, when they finally do arrive in Manhattan, Jason is still, for some reason, obsessed with murdering the same characters he was seeking out on the boat. I mean, he's in fucking New York City. There are plenty of other, more deserving people to murder. I was hoping to see him on a rampage fighting the Bloods and Crips or something like that. But no, he just chases some teenagers and possibly a creepy pedophile principal. Like, and to that end, like, people even threaten Jason. Like, oh, you're going you're gonna to die, slime bag. And what is he takes off his fucking mask and they, was run, the 80s, and they run away. Like, like, no, go kill those motherfucking punks. Like, come on, Jason. You are a killer. Kill. Man up, bitch. But anyways... And number one, speaking of pedophile principles, um, 
the character Rennie Weekman's uncle is incredibly creepy. The guy actually threw threw his his young niece off a boat to teach her how to swim after telling her that Jason Voorhees was going to get her in the water. She didn't learn fast enough. And overall, he's just really uncomfortably touchy feely. He at one point like like tries to put a towel over her and he definitely copped a feel. You can actually see the actress look incredibly uncomfortable and it's a really weird scene. Yeah, if you watch it frame by frame, you can actually see the instant when she like changes from acting to oh my god, get the fuck away from me. Yeah, and if you see if you think we're exaggerating, we actually did play this in slow motion and it's very obvious that her face changes and that that, that was not planned. And I mean, it could have been an honest mistake. Uh, it, it could have been. I'll, I'll give him, I'll give the guy. I don't know the actor, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that it was an accident. But the, it just made the guy seem even creepier. But I mean, at the very least, he kind of got what he deserved from Jason, who drowned him to death. I mean, it would have been probably more appropriate if Jason had groped him inappropriately while um, drowning him. But, you know, I guess Jason's got his own style, too. So who am I to judge? Well, we didn't talk about it very much, but let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. Paul, I think I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first this time. All right, finally. This voyage is doomed. You're all gonna die. Facing your fears doesn't always conquer them. Come on, Superman. Be a hero. Use the combos. Keep the feet light. Take your best shot, motherfucker. And that ends this episode edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this film, you can leave it in the comments or on our website, bmoviebros.com. Or, uh, you know, anything else you want to tell us about this movie, take your best shot, motherfucker. I think it's time to give this uh, film our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 4 out of 10. I gave it a 6 out of 10. So... Uh, I mean, just getting to the point here, you know, if this movie was called Jason on a boat, it would have gotten a two out of 10. But seeing as how it's Jason takes Manhattan, Manhattan's in the title and it's featured very little. And, you know, this movie, therefore, gives itself a case of titleitis. Not only does the minority of this film take place in Manhattan, but Jason does not take Manhattan. He only kills, like, fucking three people in Manhattan. Such a disappointment. He really should just kill all of Manhattan, not just the people, but the fucking island itself. Just kill it all. The story is standard slasher fare. You know, kids kill them. You know, the effects are pretty decent. The acting is just the right amount of subpar. You know, it's a fun, lackluster slasher filk, which... Filk? Flick. Which does, you know, justice to being part of the Friday the 13th franchise. You know, if, if this is the worst of the series, like, I really wouldn't mind sitting and watching all of them. I actually don't think this is the worst of the series, but... Having seen all the Friday the 13th movies, Jason Takes Manhattan was still less than thrilling, to say the least. Most of the deaths showed little gore and took place off-screen, making this film arguably the most tame in the series. I've seen seen all the Friday the 13th movies so far, like I said, but and so I know all the tropes and the cliches. I knew the characters would be bland and one-dimensional. I knew Jason would spend most of his time casually killing stupid people who were sexually active teenagers um, to, to, you know, the tune of his infamous uh, theme music before ultimately falling to the last survivor slash survivors. Still, this movie played a 
bit too much by the numbers and offered little in creativity regarding the killings, especially considering that this was the eighth in the series. The film is called Jason Takes Manhattan, yet it Yet, the film is set primarily on a boat rather than in the city. Like Corey said, this was a very misleading title. It should have been called Jason Goes Fishing or Jason on a Boat. You know, the Camp Crystal-like annual fishing trip. I don't know, something better than that. But it was just such a missed opportunity for something new and fun. I was hoping to see a huge massacre on the streets in the streets of New York as Jason indiscriminately kills anyone who gets in his way. Hell, it could have been been a completely tongue-in-cheek, you know, resulting in a final confrontation between Jason and Spider-Man or the Ninja Turtles, Turtles or Donald Trump or something like that. I don't know, anything more than what we ended up with. Setting the last third of the movie in Manhattan served as little more than a cheap gimmick, which makes you wonder why they even bothered in the first place. It's obvious at this point in the, in the um, Friday the 13th series that it had gone on way too long, and it devolved into a cheap cash cow. It's predictable and unbelievably standard, making for a truly forgettable experience. Still, I'd be dishonest if I if I didn't give it the movie yeah, didn't give this movie the credit deserved. The boxing scene between Julius and Jason was hilarious, and seeing Jason walk around this around Times Square was pretty amazing. I actually don't think this is the worst worst film in the series. I'd give that title to Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday, because that movie's an absolute piece of shit. Though, given the aforementioned reasons, I can definitely see why it's held in such low regard. There is one mystery that I still want to figure out from this movie, and that is, at the beginning of the movie, there's kids on a yacht in Camp Crystal Lake's lake, and how the fuck did their yacht drift to wherever this boat was waiting to go across to Manhattan? Like, like what the fuck? Camp Crystal Lake. It's a lake. It is a single body of water. It is not connected to other bodies of water. How the fuck did Jason get on this boat and get to that location? I mean, where else are you going to have, like, premarital sex on a boat other than Camp Crystal Lake? These movies have taught me anything. But how did that yacht get from Crystal Lake to whatever river was taking them to Manhattan? It was just destined. I mean, where where's Camp Crystal Lake anyways? I don't, I, it's in New Jersey. Okay. Of course it is. Of course it is. So, we know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do, so we like to give every B-movie we review an A-movie companion and tell you why this A-movie and B-movie are the same film, just of different standards and quality. I gave my A-movie companion of Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan, to the 2006 film Poseidon. I picked An American Tale from 1986. So I have to say, in both Poseidon and Jason Takes Manhattan, both of the films are about a group of people on a boat. In both films, people are celebrating something. Either, you know, New Year's in the case of Poseidon, or, you know, something to do with high school, like having sex to become the targets of a man-child spirit of vengeance. You know, both films, you have the boat besieged by a killer. Either a killer wave that likes to tip the boat and, like, murder people with water, or Jason Voorhees, who just, you know, murders people for murdering reasons. And in both films, people end up in the water, either due to the fact that the ship is capsized by a giant wave, or Jason Voorhees literally throwing them off the boat. So essentially you picked it because both of them take place on a boat and people die. Well, Friday the 13th was remade, and Poseidon is a remake. So they, they do share a commonality in that sense as well. So boat and people die. 
Exactly. All right, I picked an American tale because both movies are about a group of characters traveling to New York. Jason Takes Manhattan focuses around a group of teenagers on their senior trip to Manhattan, and an American tale focuses around the mouse Fievel traveling to America with his family, start and starting point obviously in New York to seek a better life. The characters of both movies are trying to escape some kind of threat. The characters in Jason Takes Manhattan Jason takes Manhattan are trying to get away from Jason Voorhees, who seems to have a weird obsession with killing them. And Fievel and his family of Jewish mice are fleeing their home of Shashka, a city in in the in real life Ukraine, from an invasion of cats who were an obvious parallel to the Soviet Union, to seek a better life in America, since after all, there are no cats in America. Number three. In both films, a character falls overboard, leaving the others to believe that he's dead. However, it later turns out that he's not dead. The character Julius is knocked overboard during a confrontation with Jason, only to later show up on one of the lifeboats. And in an American tale, Fievel falls overboard, the tramp steamer, headed toward America, leaving his family to believe that he died. Of course, he didn't die because he's the main character of the film. And finally, the threat that the characters are hoping to escape from follows them to the new land. Jason Voorhees not only makes it to shore, but actively pursues his victims once there. And after making it to America, Fievel and his family soon learn that there are, in fact, cats in America. So you picked an American tale because all the characters travel to New York, and in Jason Goes to Manhattan, they all travel to New York. Hey, there were there were some <laughs> stuff trying to either... Jason oh, or oh, I'm sorry. Trying to kill they them. all traveled by boat. Hey, American Tales like is a classic, and you know. So there you have it. If you want to watch an A movie version of uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight, Jason Takes Manhattan, check out Poseidon from 2006, or the much better An American Tale from 1986. A true classic. So I think it's time that we uh, tell everybody how to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Boom, 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 boom. We're going to give you some drinking games for this film, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time someone says doom or doomed, take a drink. Number two, every time you see the Statue of Liberty, either the actual statue or the necklace that's given to the character of uh, whatever the fucker name is, take a drink. Number three, every time there's an electricity effect on screen, take a drink. Number four, Whenever you wonder how the fuck the yacht from the opening ended up in Camp Crystal Lake and then later on in a river that goes to New York, finish your drink. And, of course, number five, because it's Cult Classic Month, worst of the series edition, anytime you feel you should be watching a better movie from this film series, take a drink. Every time someone does some kind of drug, whether voluntarily or involuntarily, take a drink. Every time Jason kills someone, take a drink. Every time Rainey's uncle acts really creepy, take a drink. And every time someone mentions Rainey's traumatic past involving water, take a drink. There you have it. That's how you can drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-movie related, you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com or my person or... Um, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter handle at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our content 
um, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website, bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. We appreciate all donations and contributions. So I think it's time to rate, uh, rank these movies. We've seen two. It's two weeks in. Um, for me, in the number two spot, Diary of the Dead from 2007, um, I, I can't even remember the film Like at this point. like It's that forgettable. It's only been a week. Number one, Friday the 13th, part eight, Jason Takes Manhattan, also known as Jason on a Boat, because Jason kills people on a boat. Yeah, I had the same ranking. And, and therefore, it makes it better than Diary of the Dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had the same ranking. Diary of the Dead tried really hard to do something, but ended up failing, whereas... Jason Takes Manhattan may have been disappointing due to the title of it, but, I mean, it was basically what I was expecting, so I'll put that as, as um, number one for now. Yeah. And um, before we um, announce what we're doing next, I'd just like to thank everybody who contributed to our last week's poll, which um, resulted in Jason Takes Manhattan winning, and to everyone listening to the show. We, tr- we appreciate everyone listening and contributing and just offering praise and um, sharing our stuff. We, it's really awesome, and appreciate all the stuff you guys do. So as we're progressing through this year's edition of Cult Classic Month, Worst of the Series edition, we're going to try and stay awake and stave off the nightmare of Elm Street. But since neither of us live on Elm Street, I think we can sleep safely. There's an Elm Street everywhere. But, uh, but we don't know which Elm Street uh, movie we're going to watch, so we're going to put that poll on Twitter, and you decide which nightmare on Elm Street we're going to have to endure. So until next time, friends, be brave. Be alive and be back for more.